Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Save the tagline. Cash back like a pro. With Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, everybody? Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. Thursday, November 12th, almost there to Thanksgiving. It's on the horizon. I can see it. I can taste the food on my Thanksgiving table but uh, in a bit of a shocker, I know it's November, it's college football season, NFL, NBA draft on the horizon next week. We had big, big news. Wednesday night, uh, late afternoon, early evening, the news came down. Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if I laughed the first text I got about this or um, if I just like kind of shook my head and... In, in, in mockery of Russell Westbrook. Now listen, I've had a long checkered history with Russell Westbrook. One of the first things that I said when I got to FS1 that went viral, I was really fortunate. I got there in June of 2016. And July of 2016 was when Kevin Durant bolted and went to the Warriors. And my big takeaway was, listen, Russell Westbrook is the new Dwight Howard. Okay, Nobody wants to play with this guy. Okay, Serge Ibaka and him had beef. 
See you later. Kevin Durant. I mean, if Russ is such a star, why is Durant bailing? Why would Durant leave? And it kind of, it was a big deal at the time. And Enos Cantor, who was on OKC, like went after me on social media. And it became like a little, a little tiff, if you will. And I was like, oh, hey, welcome to the big time. And I've, you know, listen, I'm not a Russell Westbrook basher. I will tell this small story. Uh, after moving out here to LA, you know, you toss, you, you get your kids some basketball coaches to work out with drills and stuff. And I play pickup game with a uh, pickup game at the gym with this guy. He's awesome. And of course, I want to be friends with the good guys who are <laughs> good athletes and who are cool. And turns out this guy was Russell Westbrook's backup point guard in high school. And obviously, I'm like, oh, I'm watching his handle and everything. This guy's amazing. So he's teaching my kids, and we became friends. And um, I was like, so tell me about Russ. He's like, man, you're killing Russ all the time. And he had seen my social media stuff. I'm like, just as an observer, he's a pound the ball 50 million times, ball hog it, can't shoot threes. And if Kevin Durant doesn't want to play with him, why should anybody? And this guy says, you know, listen, Russ is one of the hardest workers. His story is a good one. Undersized throughout high school, grows, I think it's like six inches junior, senior year, something crazy, and just starts yamming on everybody. Couldn't get an offer from UCLA until his senior year when he gets big. They get him the offer, and, like, the rest is history. Um, That being said, I don't want Russell Westbrook on my team if I'm the New York Knicks. And that was the first team that came up because the Knicks are desperate. Okay, they are. They've been so irrelevant in the last 20 years. I mean, totally nothing. Uh, Jeremy Lin was a bigger deal with my Knicks than Carmelo Anthony was. And I hate to say it, but Russell Westbrook would be an unmitigated disaster. If I'm R.J. Barrett and Russell Westbrook comes to town, the writing is on the wall. It's similar to when D'Angelo Russell was with the Lakers and Lonzo Ball is like the number two pick and the Lakers got to move on from Russell and you're like, oh, well, they're getting the number two pick. I'm out of here. If I'm R.J. Barrett, what am I sticking around for? I know you're on the rookie contract, but... You're not getting the ball. You're not going to improve. You're not going to have the ball in your hands because Russ is going to be dominating the ball. The Knicks should not want to get in the Russell Westbrook business. That would be a terrible move. Chris Paul, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, makes much more sense. Uh, He's a point guard. He's going to make other people better. You don't improve around Russell Westbrook. You simply don't get the basketball. And I want to quickly go back to what the hell happened in Houston that got Russell Westbrook so heated. And apparently James Harden is like, uh, do I want to play here anymore? So I asked some people, and I, you know, I started to, I met some people through basketball and the shows, and um, you know, I, I I would talk to some people who were kind of in the know. And the first thing when I asked about what's cool, why does everyone want out of Houston? Apparently, the story I got was it really goes back to the owner, uh, Tillman Frittata, Frittito, however you pronounce it. Um, this guy was a immense billionaire as recently as two years ago. Okay. He was the most, he was the richest restaurateur in the world. And then COVID hit and his business has been decimated. This is a guy who was a part owner, I believe of the Houston Texans and, or no, he, he was like a, he was an owner of the golden nugget casino in Vegas. And he, he was not allowed to be the owner of the Houston Texans, which shows you how far gambling has come in the last like 12 years. And Fertitta has all this money tied up in gambling, you know, the golden nugget in Vegas, restaurants, 
Uh, I'm sure you've eaten at the Chart House. I know that was where we had our prom dinner uh, back in the day when I was in high school. The Rainforest Cafe. Who hasn't eaten at the Rainforest Cafe? Uh, Morton's Steakhouse. All restaurants. His portfolio is restaurants and gambling. And COVID has decimated him. And take a close look, guys, at what the Rockets have done post-bubble. Mike D'Antoni. Eh, you're not going to make me an offer for a contract? Peace. I'm going to give the news to my agent that I'm leaving and we're going to release it while I'm on the plane back from Houston to, uh, I'm sorry, from the bubble to Houston. That's what Mike D'Antoni did. The owner didn't, I don't even think he lowballed him. He never made an offer to Mike D'Antoni, one of the more respected coaches in the league, a guy who knows offense. I know he's never won a title, but he knows offense. Go look at what he did with the Phoenix Suns. Okay. D'Antoni knows basketball. And then Daryl Morey looks around and says, oh, geez. I got to hire a new head coach. What are we going to do here? And at least the story I've got for for Tita is like, hey, we got to do it on the cheap. And Daryl Morey's looking around on the cheap. I mean, if you hear on the cheap from a billionaire and you see his portfolio is going down and then you look at your cap and you have Eric Gordon, Harden and Westbrook making $99 million. Those three guys can't get out of the first round of the bubble this year. What do you, I mean, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm sorry, second round, second round. They got to the second round of the playoffs. They got lucky to escape a Lou Dort miss three to get to the second round. 99 million and three guys. Daryl Morey looks around and says, yo, I'm out. Did you guys see who Fratita hired as the new head coach and the new GM? Okay, a billionaire who says he's going to go into the tax. We all, hey, show me, don't tell me, Okay. His new GM is a guy named Raphael Stone. I'm sure you guys have no idea who he is. I had no idea who he was until I looked into him. Stanford Law School, obviously a smart guy. He was a lawyer before he was hired as the Rockets General Counsel. He was like the he was on the Rockets law, law team for the last 14 years, handling legal issues. Then last year, executive VP of basketball operations. What? <laughs> a lawyer all of a sudden? is going to be in charge of player transactions and identifying talent. That, to me, is a red flag. That's who your new GM is? What does he know about NBA talent? And then your new coach. And I can't kill the guy, Steven Silas. His dad, Paul Silas, was a, was a coach. But, you know, listen, Steven Silas was an NBA assistant for 20 years. 20. Now he gets his job as a head coach. Uh... You think they got him on the cheap? I'm going to go ahead and guess yes. So now Harden and Westbrook are like, wow. Wow. I don't know that we're going to succeed here. I don't know this coach. This GM doesn't know anything about basketball. He's a lawyer. Uh, check, please. And now they both apparently won out. Westbrook beat Harden to the punch. I don't know if Harden's going to go and announce it, but it looks to me like the billionaire owner who is hemorrhaging money in his portfolio is probably going to look to not pay the tax Trade Harden for whatever the hell you can get. Trade Russ for whatever you can get. And let's operation tank in Houston. Now, Rob G, you are a big Russell Westbrook guy. I know you you want to hashtag future Laker on Russ. Um, if the Lakers can get him on the cheap, you want him? I would love to have Russell Westbrook. Oh, well, stop just, it. No, you just can't do it. His contract is too big. You'd have to negotiate a buyout, which he's not going to do and he shouldn't do. Mm. So, you know, that's a pipe dream. We'll get him when he's 36 and broken down and he's chasing a ring. That'd be great. But I feel like you're a little too hard. I know this is your brand. You don't like Russell Westbrook. It's not been, my brand. You've been hating, mean, on, hating on him for like four and a half years now. 
to me, this whole thing screams James Harden, not Russell Westbrook. Because I read the athletic piece that uh, Sam Amick did after the uh, Shams news broke. And the big thing that came out of that article was a lack of accountability within the Rockets organization. And it referenced the specific uh, disagreements between uh, Harden and, and Austin Rivers and Harden and Westbrook. And Westbrook was the only one who could kind of hold him accountable because Mike D'Antoni wasn't doing it. No one else had the cachet to really do it. And just going back even further in the day, earlier in the day, uh, Woj put out a, a long column about how both Westbrook and Harden, this is before we knew Westbrook had requested a trade, um, were unhappy or uncertain about the future of the team. And in that article, and I think you, you've noticed, you know, if you work in sports media long enough, the way an article is written, you know who the sources are. You can right. gather who's giving what information. And in that article, it referenced by Woj, you know, James Harden was involved with the hiring of Steven Silas. He had a, he had a, a oh. say in that. James Harden was is being consulted on possible uh, team uh, acquisitions this offseason. James Harden helped recruit Dwight Howard to the Rockets. And I don't know if you remember, but they tried to get each other traded before Dwight ultimately left. James Harden was working on uh, trying to bring Chris Paul in from the Clippers, got the trade, and then sure enough, James Harden was the one who wanted Chris Paul traded to get Russell Westbrook. And now you have Russell Westbrook, who wants out of Houston, partly because he doesn't like the way that they play alongside James Harden. So at, I know that you don't like Russell Westbrook and you have valid reasons for not liking him, but at what point do we put this on the one common denominator in all of this, these, these issues that Houston has had over the last eight, nine years on James Harden? Mm. It's one of the better cases you've built, uh, Rob G. <laughs> uh, but I, and listen, I, <laughs> as you can tell, Rob G and I, we do text about ideas, but he didn't break it down like a math equation like that for me. Um, so I can't hate on Harden. What I would assume from all that is that Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni were kind of enabling this. Why? Well, James Harden wins basketball games. Maybe not in the playoffs, uh, but he wins a lot of regular season games. Uh, the offense worked. The strategy was different. And I, I do have to give it to those two, Dan Tony and um, uh, Daryl Morey, because when you're up against LeBron, greatest player in NBA history, uh, the Warriors with Durant, I would argue the greatest dynasty, yes, better than Jordan's Bulls. I've argued it a lot. I'm not doing it right now. Like, what are your chances of getting by those? Like, your best shot was what you did. I mean, yes, you can nitpick, and I'm sure Rob G's going to say, yeah, 27 straight threes in game seven. Uh, maybe want to mix in a, a pick and roll or something. Um, but, I, I, you know, they, they were put in position to win, and Harden did simply did not deliver. I'll say this. Uh Harden could at least get them out of the first round of the playoffs, which Russell Westbrook could not do by himself or with Paul George. Uh, so Russ should be thanking Harden for getting him out of the first round this past year. Okay. And I just, flipped like it, giving, I just flipped it and went after Russ again, I know. Yeah, I know you did. That's why I'm just going to gloss over that. I, just, I don't understand how you can gloss over all of these different things with James Harden knowing that all of these things went bad because of, because him. of him. Like yeah. we and we've but talked about. But isn't that this what the NBA is? It's a star league, we, right? But we talked about this before. I mean, you can get away with 
you know, having a, a bad attitude with your teammates and, and, and only liking to run a certain kind of style and not playing defense and not setting screens if you're winning. The problem is they were never winning and he was still not being held accountable for it. And so I think that when you have a guy, I mean, Dwight Howard's a bad example because he was a, didn't have a winning basketball either. But when Chris Paul tried to tell him, hey, we can't play like this. We have to switch it up. This is what we need to do differently. And James Harden does his press conference after the, losing the playoffs and says, no, we know we need to change. And I yeah, just can't talk about it right now. Yeah. Russell Westbrook tells you in the locker room, hey, man, this is not working. So this is what we're not doing correctly. We're not being held accountable for this, right. this, and that. We have to do this differently. And next thing you know, Russell Westbrook has to request a trade because I'm assuming James Harden was not willing to make those right. adjustments. Concessions, right. So I'm looking at the Rockets on, with Harden, okay? 2015, they, they win 56 games, first place in the division, and they lose in the conference finals to the Warriors 4-1. The next year... Uh, they sag back to 500, lose to the Warriors. Year after that, 55 wins, lose to the Spurs in the second round. Year after that, 65 wins. Actually, that Spurs loss, I believe, was the game where Harden just like totally no-showed. It was like the worst game of his career. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was 2017. 2018, 65 wins, losing seven to the Warriors. 19, uh, they win 53 games, lose in the second round to the Warriors. Like, it's not like he's getting bounced by garbage. I mean, yo, like Russell Westbrook lost in the first round to Portland. Russell Westbrook lost in the first round to Utah. Those guys didn't win the championship. Harden lost in 2015 to the Warriors who won the title. 2016, I'm pretty sure it was the 73-win Warriors. 2017, Spurs with Kawhi. Um... I'm spacing on... Oh, that was the year the Spurs were about to win game one. Kawhi got hurt, and then they got swept by the Warriors. 2018, Durant Warriors. 2019, Durant Warriors. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally defending Harden, but if you send him to the Sixers and you send Embiid to the Rockets, who do you think is more likely to make a deep playoff run? I'm going to back James Harden. Well, yeah, they're also playing in a weaker conference, and yeah, that's we, number one. True. Number two, they wouldn't trade Embiid. They would trade Simmons. That so the trade. I, I mean, oof, poor Ben Simmons. Oh my gosh, that would. Suck. And if you're I, Houston, I'm a big ben and you, and it feels like this is crumbling. I, I mean, I know that. James I don't think. Harden, I think feels like is a little light. I think it's over. Well, I, I know James Harden relayed through the athletic that you know he's locked in for this season, but I, I don't anticipate yeah. him saying ten minutes after Russell Westbrook, "Yeah, I want out too." That would just be a weird look for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're Houston, and you know it's crumbling. Is there anybody you can get that's better than Ben Simmons? You know, considering. Tillman Fertitta's kind of broke. Okay, he, he so can't. let's say, so what are you saying? Build around Harden or Westbrook? No, I'm saying trade both of them. Oh. Well, then, yeah, you get whatever you can, and you just tear right, it down. But, it, but who's the best player you could get for either one of them at this point? Because you have to think, the salaries have to be close enough where you can do it. Yeah. And, uh, and I think Ben Simmons well, what, is, Wait, why would Maury not trade Embiid? Maury is one of the craftiest guys ever, and if there's anybody who's going to figure out what to do with Ben Simmons... It's Daryl Morey. And if you can play him in the P.J. Tucker role, um, and I know he can't make corner threes like P.J. Tucker, but as a small ball center with James Harden and you ship Embiid to Houston, if I get you give me Harden, Ben Simmons, the Eastern Conference, uh, who else? Uh, Josh Richardson? Who else they got? Uh, well, Al well, they also have Doc Rivers, so you know they won't get out of this. Oh, jeez. So. Yeah, your boy Doc Rivers. Uh, I think you killed him on this podcast. Uh, he woke up dead. 
Yeah, I would. I would. I would try to trade Harden first. I mean, Russ, like you're not going to be able to trade him. Nobody's going to want that deal, man. Unless I mean, it's to your beloved New York Knicks. Oh God. Well, they, you know what? Uh, they're desperate and dumb enough that they would do it if they can do it without getting rid of Knox, uh, Barrett, Mitchell Robinson. You know, if you want to send them Julius Randle and um, and whatever spare parts that do not include good draft picks, then yeah, you get off. I guess you could do it, but. Uh, I just well, well, real quick. I know we have to do the interview here, so make it quickly. I, I was playing with the trade machine last night after the news broke. To me, I made a couple of moves. Let me know what you think. This is the one I think is the most likely. I mean, not the most likely, but the best offer they could get to Charlotte, because you know Russell Westbrook is a Team Jordan guy. <laughs> For Terry Rozier, Nick Batum's contract. Oh, it's got to be. It's a big expiring contract. Oh, and a future number one. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Does Michael Jordan want to do that? I mean, he could get LaMelo Ball maybe. Well, I don't know if LaMelo is going to be there at three, but uh, that's not bad. Scary Terry. Alongside Rozier, you got a really good defender. Because um, only a few guys, you know, appreciate Russell Westbrook, and Michael Jordan is one of them. Michael so. Jordan, yeah. Wow. Boy, that would be, what a, I mean, if you're, if you're Charlotte, what a disgrace. Uh, all right, well, was that the best one or no? Well, I mean, I got a few more. I mean, the Knicks, obviously. Right. Julius, Wayne Allington, future number one. The Clippers, but I don't think that you could do that because I don't think that Houston would take seven guys back to do it because they don't have any draft picks. So you're saying keep Paul George and Kawhi and add Russ? Well, I think that that's what their plan was all along. I don't think they were ever going to trade Paul George for Russell Westbrook. I don't think that was ever. I, I, I'm, I, I'm dumbfounded what the Clippers would do with those three guys on the court. Like, I... Who's the leader? Is Russell Westbrook your leader? Because that was their issue in the bu- in the bubble, right? In that group, yes, he is the leader. Oh, Kawhi, did, Kawhi doesn't say anything, and Paul George is too inconsistent. Paul George and Russell Westbrook did not work together before. Well, apparently they said they fished a lot together. So oh, yeah. They went fishing. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? That was a joke about going fishing a lot because they got yeah, bounced see? in the first round? See? Well see? done, Rob G. All right, it's time, folks. Uh, let's get to him. He is a really sharp guy, SEC Network. ESPN, uh, he golfs, uh, he cracks jokes. Let's welcome in Peter Burns to Straight Fire. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with Watson X Governance. 
Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. Father's Day is coming. A day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us. To crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Or download the app today. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy I've known for maybe a decade he is a rising star, if I can call him that, at ESPN. Peter Burns, you see him on the SEC Network. He's a former golf college player, which, you know, is the perfect guy to talk to during Masters Week. Peter, how are you, man? I'm good, man. It's it's crazy whenever you say rising star, because I think of you uh, and, and what you've been doing, man. It's just, it's so crazy about how, you know, you and I were trying to find our way in this industry. Gosh, it feels like a decade ago and yeah. I was doing shows in Denver and then I love the stuff that you were doing with Big Lead. And it's like, hey, come on. And you started doing some stuff and you would just absolutely crush it. And every time that we would have an interview and you would come on, I'd be like, Damn, that was just awesome. And to see how you've grown has been fantastic. And, you know, I mean, considering how every, all the sports, I'm sure, is going to be shut down and we're all going to be out of a job here within six months, we might as well embrace our last uh, couple yes. of months here uh, together in the world covering it, right? Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Peter Burns killing me with the kindness right out of the gate. Uh, yeah. And now you're in SEC country. And, uh, you know, I was going to start with the Masters, but since you brought up college football, I mean, Peter. What's going Like half the SEC games are not happening this weekend. How, how devastated are you and... I, what does this portend for the future? Like, do you see a playoff happening? Are they going to have to bubble up? What What's going on? 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have to just be flexible with everything. And I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why whenever we kept going to Bill Hancock and the College Football Playoff Committee going, hey, we should have like this of years of all years, we should expand, right? We should go from not just four, let's expand it because, you know, Pac-12 is playing X amount of games, the Big 12 is playing X amount and nobody's playing the same schedule. This would have been a perfect year and more behind the scenes talk. I realized, Jason, that more people were saying, we're going to get, it's going to be lucky to get all four of these games, like, like to get the two games in in the college football playoff. And this, mind you, back before these cases started exploding. And so mm-hmm. obviously we're seeing it here in the SEC, but we're seeing it in the Big Ten as well. As you, you saw the news, Maryland and, and Ohio State aren't going to be playing. Yeah. Um, and it's affecting all of college football. What's interesting to me now is not so much of how many tests or how many players are, are getting positive, it's the contact tracing that's really starting to hurt the teams. And, you know, for instance, there were teams in the SEC to where, let's say that if a player had had got it in July, right? Got it, they beat it in a couple of days, asymptomatic, no problems. Well, they didn't have to test for 90 days, right? Mm-hmm. And not only did they not have to test for 90 days, they were not part of the contact tracing pool, which means that, hey, listen, even if your roommate ends up getting it, you're fine because for 90 days you were clear. You didn't even have to be part of the protocol. So now what we're seeing is not only an explosion of cases throughout college football and across the country right now, but you're also seeing guys that may have got it back in June, July, August, that 90-day window that they were quote-unquote exempt, all of a sudden they're no longer exempt. So if you got a walk-on player who, who ended up getting it, but he, he traveled with the team, and all of a sudden, these guys are no longer in that 90-day safe window. Well, now, there you go. There, there's an issue, and that's why we're seeing so, the explosion of so many cases throughout college football. I mean, how, how close are we to having to shut down the season? Because it's not like the weather's going to get better <laughs> in a large, no. large portions of these countries. Uh, sorry, in the cities, in the SEC. And then, Peter, then you've got Thanksgiving break, where sure. a lot of people are probably going to go home to their family. Um, mm-hmm. and then be around, you know, who knows, uh, extended family, older folks. Jason, what about Halloween? I mean, we're, we're about two weeks removed from Halloween and think that's about it. One, yeah. that, that's where a lot of players and, and listen, let's be honest. If, if you and I were a part of Ohio state or Alabama squad and yeah. everything is great. Hey, we're rolling, man. We're undefeated. This is my chance to get to the NFL. I'm not letting another five-star take my spot. I am not going to anything. But if you're James Franklin in, in your your Penn State squad and you're a backup, you know, cornerback that may not play and you're 0-3 or you're some player at Mississippi State and the season right. has just been a debacle and you're like, I don't know. I mean, Halloween's kind of fun. I'm going to go out and party a little bit. Yeah. And then sure enough, then somehow they catch it. I mean, I think you're seeing just a, a massive fatigue and it's not just in college football, it's across the country. And I think, I think they're going to have to, to really take a look at if you're looking at the NCAA doing some type of bubble, can you do that in college football and what that looks like? And, of course, you know, nobody really wanted to do it until they saw how successful it was with Adam Silver, right? Yeah. Like the NBA just crushed it, okay? But they also crushed it at a heavy cost. The question is, will NCAA do it? And the big difference is, hey – NBA players can do it because they receive a pretty damn hefty salary. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, you know, are you going to do that for college football players yeah. who aren't getting those rights? Um, it, it would have been really intriguing had all of this happened next year. And the only reason why I say that is because name, image, and likeness is coming, oh, right? The players right. now, 
um, they don't really have a whole lot of leverage in this whole situation. What would have happened had this happened next year where the players are like, no, nah, man, I'm, I've got, I've got quote unquote, my deals as well that I need yeah. to stay on the team and I need to be a part of it. How that would have factored into it. It may, it may not have, but it's going to add an interesting wrinkle going forward. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little disturbing that the NFL announced this week that, hey, we're going to come up with a contingency plan uh, of 16 uh, playoff teams just in case we aren't able to finish the regular season. I started thinking instantly about college football, like, okay, yeah. guys, what's the backup plan? And, you know, I'm just curious, what has been the pushback against an expansion from four to eight this year? Um, I mean, so, I mean, honestly, it's a matter of, all right, if you, if we can't even get to the end of the season and we're only worried about four, how the hell are we going to worry about eight or 16 teams, right? Like, you know, and then again, if you're talking about, all right, so if you're saying, all right, well, maybe we can build some type of bubble situation for these four teams. Well, exponentially it grows if you're going to go to eight or to 16. And are you willing to do that? I mean, it's different when you're only doing it for, you know, 11, 12 basketball players on a team. You're talking about creating a bubble situation for what? 120 some odd football players. I mean, the numbers just don't add up. Logistically, yeah. You know, I mean, now the thing is, is would you be willing to just say, we're going to scrap everything and say, let's just keep it indefinite, right? Let's move it back a little bit more time. I'm okay. not sure if they're willing to do that because the NFL draft has already said, we ain't moving. The NFL yeah. has stuck their flag in the ground and said, nope, we're not doing it. And so once that was the decision was made, you couldn't have this real hybrid fall season that bleeds into spring yeah. football and declare a champion in some time of mid-February or whatnot. It's also difficult to do that and then say, we're going to start again in August, you know, like it, it just, I don't That's know if there's enough time. That's not safe for the kids. Yeah. yeah, it's just not safe. Um, college football is just in a real tough spot. Um, so let me go to golf real quick, Peter. Uh, you did play college golf. I'm just curious, how good were you? Uh, enthrall the audience. Like, first of all, were you like the number one seed on your high school team? You're the best player and then you get the scholarship or? I was I was a good player. I played for Churchill High School in San Antonio, Texas. We were 5A, which is the biggest classification in in the state of Texas, which had okay. some incredible golfers, right? Um, and so I was good. I was probably the number two or three guy on our high school team. But every single person on our high school team got Division One scholarships to you know Texas Whoa. or other places. So we Jeez. were we were good. Um, and so. Ultimately, I wanted to. I wanted to play for LSU because I'm a diehard LSU fan, as you know. I'm from Baton yes. Rouge. Everybody in my family went to Baton or went to LSU, and I remember the golf coach worked, um, wrote back to me one time, and he's like, "We appreciate your interest. Um, we have plenty of walk-on positions." And my parents Ooh. are like, "We're not going to do a walk-on situation. Like, you're going to yeah, get a scholarship. Not when you get so. money elsewhere." <laughs> no, so yeah. I went to. I played golf at uh, University of Texas San Antonio for two years to fight in Roadrunners, um, yes. and then basically drank and partied myself off the team and wow. yeah so I grew up like really like in a like structured like you can't even watch MTV like oh when, like wow. I go over to parent like other friends house because we're like real sex 17 is on I'm like we gotta go watch <laughs> this right like and so when I went to college I was living in a four-bedroom apartment all by myself and it was just Wait, chaos. why were you by, by yourself uh, it just roommates had moved out one transferred oh. one went to go move with this girlfriend. So there I am in college as 18 year old kid Whoa. who's never really been exposed to the world. I'm like, That's I'm like, dangerous. like Johnny Menzel times three, my oh, freshman year man. and just had the, you know, I wouldn't do anything different and had the time of my life. But so long story short, 
had too much fun there, transferred to St. Mary's University in San Antonio, private university, played a couple years of golf, won a tournament there. I was I was good. I shot like 66-70 and won the Corpus Christi Men's Championship one year. But then I'd play golf against guys like Jimmy Walker, who's incredible on tour, and, and Charles Howell III and all these guys that are coming up now. Oh, and wow. it was obvious whenever you would see them play, it's like – I mean, come on! That, <laughs> that, those guys are so much better than 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 us. Well, and wait, did you think really you good. had a shot at, at going pro? Now, my parents thought I did, and I knew I was like, no way in hell! Like these guys are just mm. on such a uh, such a different level. Like, like it's it's the same thing. Like if you go to the Y, and all of a sudden there's a guy at the Y that just like he plays pickup ball, and he's just a baller, right? And just yeah. kills it. You're like, oh, dude, you should give it a run. I bet you could try out. And you realize that if he went out to and actually tried out for a team, it, it, I was kind of like, remember how Master P tried to play NBA basketball? In the NBA, yes. That yes, basically yes. Was, would have been oh, the equivalent God. of my golf career. And that's well, the first wait, time you ever hear Master P and Peter Burns ever yes. used in the same sentence. Master ever. P, real sex. We are off to a great start. I love this. Um, <laughs> well, it is so straight Peter, fire, so let's yeah, go. Let, let, let me back up a little bit. So were your parents golfers? How did you get in? Because like – yeah, I, where I am now out here in Los Angeles, I, a lot of parents are pushing their kids into golf, and I brought my kids to the range, and they were like, "Yeah, they, this is this is tough. I don't know, Dad." And they don't want to go back. They better shoot hoops or soccer. Or well, it's tough. Or- it's tough because I think that along with baseball is an attention span thing, right? Like, mm. you know, I'm I'm 41 now, so growing up, I mean, you this is kind of what you did. This was the American pastime of baseball, or or you would go play golf. Now, I, my dad was a golfer um, to a certain extent, but he did it more to get me out because he wanted to play golf. So he's like, all right, I'll take Peter out there and hit balls, <laughs> and then I I fell in love with it. Right, um, right. But I think it's tough for a lot of younger kids now because they're so used to, you know, boom, boom, boom. And we're so ADD as a, as a society that it's hard to have your kid go play baseball and he doesn't get a ball hit to him for three innings and he doesn't bat yeah. until two innings. So 45 minutes, he's just kind of drifting mm-hmm. off. And it's the same thing with, with golf to a certain extent. It takes a dedication. And, um, you know, I want my kids to play, to play it, of course. But um, it's, you know, it's – it's a great game, and that's why I'm interested in the Masters this weekend because, you know, Tiger was that big part of the game that grew the game, right? Like, he was so much into, um, you know, expanding it to so many different lifestyles, mm. and people, all of a sudden, the casual fan viewed it. And I think COVID, in a weird way, has kind of created a new wave of golfers because a lot of people, there wasn't anything to do. So it's like, yeah. all right, well, let's go try golf, and – you know, this is why I think it's important that you do have the Masters and get people, you know, involved in it this year. It's weird. You bring up Tiger. So we're around the same age, and I'm I'm curious. Were you one of these guys who saw a lot of Tiger and was just like, I got to play golf? Uh, no, because I was already in. So I, I, okay. I, I was I was in. I mean, basically, my dad told me at, at high school, he's like, all right, here's the deal. You, you could play college baseball, but you're probably not going to go anywhere good. Or you could be good at golf. You're going to have to choose one of the two, right? Wow. And I was like, well, I think I could be really good at golf. I'll never be, you know, I'll never bat 375 playing SEC baseball. So I chose golf. But so I was already in. But I know so many casual golfers that got into it. And that's why I think the wave of, like I said, Tiger and COVID are going to be interesting because so mm. many people just got bored and brought their kids out, like you just said. And if they're they're into the game. So, um, and I, even the stars now, like, I love Justin Thomas. He's a great guy. Even Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy. The difference is now, I feel like all of the guys on tour that are the stars, Jason, they 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 they're boys with each other, right? Mm. It's kind of like to a certain extent the NBA. NBA like it always yeah. feels like there's not that like 
bird right jordan yeah. or you know bird or magic hatred where you're like oh my gosh this is guys just hating each other that it almost feels friendly and i think that's why bryson intrigues so many people now is bryson's just kind of not a bad boy of golf because that's such a cliche term but he adds a different element that people don't like to where we always need villains in sports and bryson has become you know, DeChambeau has become that villain in the game of golf right now. Yeah, I don't get, I, I got to plead ignorance here. I don't totally get why people don't like him. Is it because he got jacked and he's got a cool nickname, which I said on the podcast and Rob G could not stop cracking up. Desham Swole, right? <laughs> so he's he's jacked, he's ripping everything. And why do people not like that? I, I haven't read any of the stuff. I've seen the chatter on social media, but why do people not like the guy? Yeah, I think it's just a, a one. I think tour players, I think there's a certain envy of it. Like the fact that he's hitting the ball 400 yards, there's an envy level that he hits it that far and hits it that straight, right? It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's incredible what he's doing. I think he's had some run-ins with the media to where he's, he's kind of made it seem like, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm kind of the end all be all. And I, I don't need you. I don't need you kind of, I don't need you in the background taking pictures of, of me or whatnot. Um, so I think that's a little bit a part of it. And I think honestly, golf was yearning for somebody to kind of dislike. Right. I mean, like I said, all the guys right now are on tour and they all go hang out at Baker's Bay and they're on Instagram together. And it's like the tour was waiting for that vacuum to be filled. And I think mm. Bryson's just a quirky enough guy to where he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I mean, even Dustin yeah. Johnson was kind of disliked, but I think people looked at it as like, well. What you, was his, you, the, the drugs in Paulina? Yeah, I think it was just the, his, his behavior in Paulina, but that, that, that kind of has, has subsided. And Brooks yeah. Kepka could have been that guy, but Brooks kind of is a guy that doesn't seem like he's that interested in golf anyway. He just happens his, to be extremely good at it. He, his wife is kind of Instagram famous as well, right? Yeah, well, I think that whole that whole little crew there between okay. Paulina and then uh, and then I think it's Dustin Johnson and his brother and, and I mean that that whole little posse right okay. there. They've got yeah. a couple of followers. So on, let's on back up. Media. Why do you think Tiger didn't just try to say, you know what, I'm going to embrace it and be the bad boy after the strippers and the porn stars and uh, the drugs and all that. He could have easily gone that route. And I still think people would have liked him. I don't think, I mean, I think like Tiger to me, and there's a great book, Jason, if you get, if you get a chance, even if you're not a huge golf fan, the book that Armin Katayan wrote about Tiger is one of the most incredible reads. And I, 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 even if you aren't a golfer, I highly recommend it because it really talks about how Tiger was in such a different stratosphere that his mind clicking about, all right, now I should pivot and be the bad guy or this like it, that I don't think that ever entered his mind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if, if you're someone trying to rebrand yourself, then I think you're in that stratosphere going, all right, well, let me, maybe I can pivot to being a bad guy or yeah. doing this to get more headlines. Tiger was already so far above in that stratosphere where he never even thought about it. He just acted that way and nobody ever told him no. I mean, it, it's no different than like Brittany going crazy when she shaved yeah. her head because, <laughs> you, because you dominate this sport. No one's going to tell you no. You get away with it. And then at some point, there's a certain high of what you can get away with um, that you're not supposed to do. And that ultimately led to his fall. And I think Tiger's pivot to being an, a pretty accessible, open, honest dad and guy that kind of seems to genuinely enjoy it has really been refreshing to watch him in kind of this Tiger, I, I don't even call it 2.0, I think it's 3.0 now. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't think he'll be in contention any longer, but I think it's going to be the fact that he 
you know, one at Augusta and even one again after everything he's been through, like mm. my Tiger bucket list is, is checked off. I don't need anything mm. else from Tiger other than maybe him making like a run like Nicholas did in 86 of the Masters where he, he won it out of nowhere. So give me like another five years and give me that Tiger Woods storyline. Wow. Until then, I'll take all the newcomers. It's funny. So a buddy of mine, I got to know this guy out here in L.A. He went to Stanford. I was in the same fraternity with Tiger and Tiger used his fake ID and their friends. And I, I, you know, he tells all these stories about Tiger and it just sounds like exactly what you said. He's, he just could never consider that. He was never like a badass. He was just like a nerdy kind of guy. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, it, he just like, you can't even fathom him going totally the opposite way. And even with all the stories you hear from these dancers in Vegas and whatever, it was like, you know, Tiger was kind of nerdy. Right. And, and I think, I mean, that's just what we do to athletes, right? And I think that the, I think we, in, in the past, we always built these athletes up to be these deities, right? Like they were just these special guys that, that just lived this unbelievable life and they were, they were wired differently. Yeah. And ultimately it's kind of like the, the saying, like stars are just like us. Like, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're kind of that way. And I feel like where we've pivoted in, in social media and us being available to see inside their lives more, we realize that they're extremely flawed people as well. And they were always flawed. Jordan. I mean, can you, Jason, you, you know, this as much social media as you do. Can you imagine what Jordan would have been like after watching Last Dance now, and, and for those people who understand it, like had Jordan played in 2019 and 2020, like the years of LeBron, we would have hated Michael Jordan. Yeah, Absolutely destroyed Michael Jordan for the person that he was and the hot takes. And yet he gets kind of a pass because he was, we, we weren't allowed that access yeah. to him. And I, I'd love to have flipped it had LeBron played in Jordan's time and Jordan played in LeBron, yeah. what, how we would have viewed those two characters, and I think we would have viewed them completely different, and that's just a sign of the times. By the way, where are you on that? Are you a Jordan better or LeBron better? I think they're just... <laughs> I, <laughs> it, it, it is Come the, on, it's straight it, fire, as you I said, know. Peter. My straight... The hottest take of that is that they were both amazing and that they <laughs> both so changed weird. the game. Like, J. Cole has a great line saying J. about... J. Cole? J. Oh Cole has gosh. a great line. You are line. in your bag, Peter Burns. Uh, J. Cole has oh a great line about what, the, you know, co, uh, what it is. It's about LeBron and Jordan. He's like, both came through and changed the game, but they weren't in the same, you know, at the same time. Like, each of them brought something unique to the game. And I, in a weird way, I mean... Tiger, Tiger brought something unique to the game of golf as well, too. I mean, that's, it's, it's just strange times that I, it stinks because sometimes I wish we could go back in like a time machine and take the unbelievable athleticism and storylines we have now, but get rid of the crap of social media and the turning into, you know, the Jeremy Lynnization of, of athletes to where all of a sudden something happens and then boom, we snap our finger going, is this guy the next greatest thing? Like, that used to take months and sometimes years for now a storyline to develop it. And now it's, it's legitimately 45 minutes. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and unfortunately, as we continue to erode the stars that quickly, how are we ever, go how is every, any kind of flame ever going to stay lit if we continue to just kind of just burn and turn them that, that quick right now? It's weird. Quickly on Tiger. I was a, I think I was in college when Tiger popped or I was like right out of college in New York City. And you know, you're trying to be a playboy and make things happen. I did not consume a lot of Tiger Woods golf action 
uh, when he was like ascending. What was that, early 2000s? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, 97 is when he won it and kind of really got on the scene. But if you knew golf, you were watching him probably like 95 and USAMs and stuff like that. I'd I'd say probably 99, 2000. um, I missed all that, And I was a big sports guy. I I just, you know, I my weekends were like with my buddies. You know, we were, you know, trying to hook up with girls and we were trying to have fun. You should have like, been hanging out with Tiger like in 99, 2000. <laughs> then you went out and had a little bit yeah, more and, and I really, I kind of missed it. And I just, yeah, anyways, no, start, sorry. But for it, that. it is. So what's interesting about Tiger and coming back is I I don't know if we'll ever see, and I'm sure we, maybe we will because we never yeah. thought we'd see a Tiger or even a LeBron. I wonder sometimes, will we ever see a athlete completely transcend a sport, right? Mm. Even LeBron, as good as LeBron is, we saw what Jordan did, right? And then even we saw what Kobe did, and now we saw what LeBron. Like, there were there were people that had kind of built up these chapters to where we appreciated LeBron. But I'm not sure if we'll ever see somebody like what Tiger did to the game of golf. Even Mahomes is incredible, right? But we saw incredible play from yeah. Tom Brady. It's just a different style. Yes. But I, I just don't know in the in the games that we have in the sports we have now if someone will ever come through to through and be like you got, like even if you're not a fan you have to watch what this guy is doing because it's a- absolutely out of control and Tiger might be one of the last kind of transcendent sports figures right. we ever have in that yeah. way. Right before social media happened. Let me any winners this weekend. Do you have any did you have do you bet on golf at all? Uh, yeah, very rarely. I mean so what I end up like like I like to do is I'll I'll take maybe one or two flyers and you know guys that, that I kinda like. I mean obviously I've got a personal relationship a little bit with Justin Thomas. So I always put a couple of dollars on him just because I'm like Hey, you know what? He's an Alabama guy. He was talking trash about my LSU Tigers this week. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'll still put some money on him. Um, but but it's Augusta is such a tough place right now to pick against Bryson and what he's doing. I mean, I wow. still think that there's some value in the odds that you get just because the field's so big. I mean, what he's doing right now is realistically, I think after this week, it won't be just Augusta, but I think the game of golf itself is going to have to look at is how, how do we change it up? Because remember when Tiger won, Jason, they started quote unquote tiger proofing right. Augusta, right? And other, so all of a sudden it was, hey, now these courses, which are normally 7,000 yards, are going to be 7,600 yards, right? Well, we'll tiger proof it. Well, actually, that made it easier for Tiger to win because with it, with it being a longer course, it favored a longer hitter. And so I think in a way that in order to contradict what Bryson is doing, I mean, the way he's hitting the golf ball is it's not even human. It's like playing golden tee right now. (laughs) They're going to have to go back to actually a lot shorter golf courses. And that way it brings more of the field together because he's just, I mean, he's doing well. He's not utterly dominating and eviscerating like Tiger did. Is he it's, at the it's, majors? It's it's. I mean, if you saw, but but we're, we're only seeing Bryson. To, you know, this is the new Bryson. Bryson two point right. and after okay. what he did with the U.S. Open, and and you go back to Augusta, the years that you've had people that have had success that drive the ball extremely well, like. Bubba Watson led the tour in 2012. He ended up winning in driving distance. He did it in 2014. Dustin Johnson, J.B. Holmes, McElroy, all these guys—they're almost guaranteed top ten. Like any person in the last, what, 20 years that has led the tour in driving distance has finished top 10 at Augusta. You combine that with the fact that I'm sitting here just down the road from it and it is storming and it's going to be wet as hell. 
the guys that have uh, uh, hit the ball long, they the amount of the amount of more success that they'll have on a wet golf course is going to be exponential. So it's hard for Got me it. to bet against. I mean, I think I think right now if you go like top. 20 you'll probably get like minus 250 odds on bryson i feel like that is an incredible incredible well, use of your wager. money yeah all right i i here i put uh, a little bit of money pizza money on a few guys to win it uh i took a super long shot on zach johnson i mean yeah. that's uh, that's a pipe dream but tony finnow plus uh i got him over uh, plus 3000 cantalay Plus twenty eight hundred and Xander plus fourteen hundred. Do you like Xander, any? Of Xander's those? been playing so well. I mean, right. but Xander's play probably is a little bit better because he strikes the iron so well. He's such a good ball striker. But I don't know if he has the distance. Like for me, the money play for anything is anybody who drives the ball consistently within the, one of the top twenty on tour. And that's why I do like Justin Thomas and how far he hits it. Finau is interesting because Finau earlier this season. He started kind of messing around with different drivers and wanted to see, hey, listen, if I got crazy, how fast could I get my swing speed? Like if I did the equipment just to kind of see, Finau's got a different gear to him as well. Now, a lot of golfers don't do that because they can't control it the way that they do, right? They mm. control it as much as they want. But Finau is intriguing to me. I think there's some value in Finau. But I, I honestly wouldn't put anything more than pizza money on somebody who's not within the top 15 of driving distance because it's going to be so wet this week. Yeah, I, I just put twenty five bucks on Justin Thomas. I don't who know pizza money. You know, Why we'll not? see what happens. I mean, listen, it gives us, and I think that's the other explosion of 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 sports that we've seen during this pandemic, right? I mean, it's like people are bored as hell. They want to put a couple of dollars on it. And I remember the NFL for the longest time. You know, when you and I were probably doing these segments in, in Denver back in the day, right. the yeah, NFL yeah. being like, God forbid, there's no gambling. We'll never be a part of it. And now it's like the FanDuel Sportsbook um, <laughs> Player of the Week. And, you know, it's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. Yeah. And now they fully have unlocked that potential. So. All right, uh, folks, Peter Burns, you got to follow him on social media. He's a, he's a good – how many kids you got now? You got five kids? Uh, or, uh, two that I know of. Two that you know um, of, so, okay. And how about this? They're both born on Halloween, on Nick Saban's birthday. We got uh, – my daughter, wow. Bo, was, it turned three on Halloween, and my son, Thomas, turned uh, one on Halloween. So you Exciting, can tell man. you can tell right after college football season is over, my wife and I go to like some exotic vacation oh, yes, uh, for yes. a couple of days and then 9 months later we end up having a Boom. kid. So I'm like pop them out baby. We're not going to have any more. We're no more oh, vacations really? That's after, it. Wait, after did you get snipped football. or no? Uh, no, not yet, but yeah, I, it would be an absolute kick in the that. nuts if I ended up having another kid. I'm like, why? Come I, on. They're listen, fun, man. Dude, they're fun, but I, I like a lot of work, a lot of work. One, first one was amazing. Okay. And I love to, cause now I got the boy and girl. So I'm, I'm Oh, that's perfect. what I got. Yes. It's See? great. So now I got, I don't want to go back to playing. Like I want to want to be outnumbered at all. Like right now I'm playing man to man. It is fine. But if I got to go play zone against three on two, nah, no, come no on shot. With the experiences you got, anyways. All right, Peter Burns, SEC Network, golf star. Uh, and he watched Real Sex when he was at his friend's house when he was like 12 years old, like everybody else. Uh, I love how that's how we started and ended the podcast. I feel like it was, yes. a, good, it was a good fit. We are young men. We, you know what's on our minds. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you, Peter. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. 
Hey, it's Kevin Hart. And this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seats. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tag Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Later, bud. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from Peter Burns. Good guy and a you know, terrific announcer. Uh, just a smart voice in the sports space. I like his work a lot. All right, it's time for the best bet. I haven't liked the work recently of the best bet. Folks, let me give you the record. 39, 32, and 5. I know it doesn't sound bad, but... Holy hell, what a losing streak we're on. And, I, and you know, listen, you own it when you're hot. You enjoy the riches and the victories, and you got to own the losses. This is staggering. Are you ready for this? 
I have lost uh, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, and Monday Night Football consecutively. That streak needs to end. It's been a bloodbath in Casa de McIntyre. And listen, obviously we've given back some of the winnings, but if you've been on board of this podcast from the jump, we've won you a lot of money. NBA, NFL, it's been a good run. We will get back. Listen, if you've been gambling long enough, you know there's going to be down, down periods. Uh, there was a movie that I really liked. Um, She's the One. Um, uh, the, the guy's married to Jennifer Aniston, and he's cheating on her with Cameron Diaz, and he keeps not wanting to have sex with Jennifer Aniston. So he's like, oh, we're just in a down cycle. He keeps saying that. I hit a down cycle this last week. It's going to be fine. We're bouncing out of it. Thursday Night Football, Colts at the Titans. Now, if if you bet this earlier and you like the team I like, you got plus two with the Colts. I am taking the Colts, but sadly, as we record this, the line is pick'em. Now, why is it pick'em? If the Colts are coming off that bad loss and the Tennessee Titans are, are coming off a victory, a, a curb stomping, if you will, of uh, the Chicago Bears, well, this this is not that difficult, folks. When you look at the Colts, they are the better team, well-rounded. Obviously, Tennessee's got the better receiver in A.J. Brown. However, T.Y. Hilton is back. He missed the uh, Ravens game. You know without T.Y. Hilton, that offense can't do jack squat. Nobody vertical. You don't have to respect it. Second half, Baltimore totally shut them down. They had one yard in the third quarter. Um, In addition, Indianapolis really good running the football. Tennessee, bad run defense. Tennessee, bad pass defense. Yes, they did add Desmond King from the Chargers, and he picked up a scoop and score against the Bears in his debut. Not bad, but but the Colts have dominated this series. And I know Frank Reich hasn't been there for all these. The Colts have won 14 of 16 against the Titans. This is a regional matchup. The entire Titans team has been throttled for a considerable time here in the division. Now, I don't love the Colts here. I do like the Colts here. I give an advantage to Frank Reich. I know Vrabel's had a good year, but I still think this side here is the Colts on the road. Now, let me give you a couple interesting numbers here. Divisional underdogs, 28 and 15 against the spread this year. 14 and four. I'm sorry, 29 and 15 after the Jets cover. 29 and 15 against the spread. 15 and four the last three weeks. Divisional underdogs are playing well. Chalk it up to whatever you will, but this is a good spot for a team with a lot of familiarity of this Tennessee running offense. And the last note I will say, Darius Leonard is one of the best linebackers in the league. He is a tackling machine. I think he had 15 tackles against the Ravens. They couldn't move the football, by the way. The Ravens could not move the football on the turf against his Colts defense. Darius Leonard is healthy and playing. Now, for some reason he's out, I'm telling you right now, do not bet on the Colts. Derrick Henry will have another 200-yard game. But with Leonard in there, T.Y. Hilton returning, there is some injury concerns on the Tennessee offensive line. Obviously, we know Taylor Lewan is out for the season. Uh, and, and, you know, He's, he's, he's their best uh, best offensive lineman. Their second best offensive lineman, Saffold, he was hurt in the last game. He It looks like he will play. He has been practicing this week. Um, so that's the good news. But 
Overall, I think the side here, by the way, Adoree Jackson, the guy the Titans have been waiting on all season, their best cornerback, out again, will not play. Looks like his season may be over. Um, I am taking the Colts. Pick them to snap the losing streak. Everybody, enjoy Thursday night football. We'll see you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.